to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I am joined by two guys who always get flagged for grabbing the face mask. What's up, Chuck and Gene? Uh, hey, Dave. Um, it's an automatic 15-yard penalty now. But um, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And this is Gene Zilek. You can find me at Producer Gene. And I was an hour late to a function to make sure that I saw every gosh darn second of that football game. And they couldn't. Well, it, it paid off. You were handsomely rewarded because our season is still alive. Hanging on by a thread, but we are still kicking. But we're hanging on on the same thread that we were last week. I, th- I don't know what happened, but from last week to this week, it was like, woohoo, we're making the playoffs too. Uh, be dumb luck if we made the playoffs and we did nothing but win. I know, I know, but it's another week where the Vikings won also and the Vikings and the Cowboys won and the Seahawks are winning. Um, so, I mean, yes, we're in the exact same position we were before Vikings need to lose next week. Uh, but it feels a little more like if you asked me before the Rams game, Eagles win out. Are they going to make the playoffs? I would say 100%. Yes. If so long as the Eagles take care of business the last three weeks, they're going to be in. These other teams are not that great. Someone will someone will falter. We'll be able to slide in there with with three wins to close out the season. Especially now, if your wins were going to be the so Ram, sure. the Rams, the 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 Houston game, and and getting the Washington game because you had to think in there either the Rams game or Houston game was going to be a loss. Yeah. Well, I tweeted out the the most difficult thing to happen of all the things that need to happen to make the Eagles win the playoffs. The least likely thing would be the Eagles actually winning their games. (laughs) And it seems like that's taking care of itself now, which is really frustrating because how many games because we need one win. How many games did we end up in the fourth quarter with leads and sometimes two score leads, three score leads that we cough up. How frustrating is it to think about that tit- that that Titans game? How uh, all those fourth down conversions. How frustrating is it to think about that Carolina game? Uh both Dallas games. It's 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 insane. The Vikings game. Oh, you beat the Vikings. We're, we're golden. Well, I, I think that uh Titans game is the most frustrating. Like we had so many chances to win that game. Like today we had a few chances like to really, you know, not make it a competitive game in the fourth quarter. But that Titans game, you know, we had a chance to win in regulation, a chance to win in overtime, a chance to tie in overtime, and then we fucking lost in overtime. This this show is like two minutes old and we're already getting drugged down into like why it's not great. The game was fantastic. It was super fun to watch. Wait, I thought that was my point. I'm on the wrong side of this. I was trying to go. All right, Dave, you're sad. Like, I'm not sad. I'm, I, look, well, all right. Let's talk about this. Why, why do I have to feel every emotion on uh, a human emotional spectrum every time I watch an Eagles game this season? Because that's what happens when you're the champs. You got to feel them all. You got to have all the feels. I don't know that that's true. What also happens when you're not that good? Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, that may be true. And uh, we have enough talent to, 
hurt us. We have enough talent to... <laughs> enough knowledge to be dangerous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that almost every game this season felt like we could have won it. And we are, you know, the last week of the season away from the playoffs. We need some help, but... <sighs> All right, lay, lay it out. Gene, can you lay it out for me? What needs to happen? Well, there's a lot the of games that are left to be played. There's a lot of scenarios from the way I understand it. Uh, I'm just going to go on the impression that the Eagles beat the Washington Redskins. But what needs to happen for yeah, us is that uh, either Seattle needs to lose tonight and lose next week against Arizona. They need two okay. losses to end up not. They're in the first wildcard position. So uh, they need one win to get in. The Vikings, which are in the second wildcard position, uh, they won today. They need to lose against the Bears next week. Uh, if we win, if if one of those, you know, if the the if uh, Minnesota loses, we're in. If uh, Seattle loses tonight and then loses in Arizona, we're in. One of those two things has to happen, or else it doesn't matter what we do. Now, the best thing in the world is if both of those things happen. Because then you get your wish, Gene. You get your Christmas wish. Oh God, you so play great! The Cowboys <laughs> in the first round. Yeah, we would play them in the first the five seed. Right, we would go to Dallas for what would be truly a magical game for me. Hopefully, right, if everything cool. goes according to plan. So everybody knows what they're. But then there's like these tertiary games that need to 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 fall. Like what? Like what? Is there anything left that will make? Chicago play harder against the Vikings in the last game, or is that all pretty much mapped out now? Well, uh, the interesting thing is that I think that they're pretty much in the same scenario that they were today because both the Bears and Rams won. What we had kind of wanted to have happen, I think, was have the Rams lose. No, I guess we wanted the Rams to win because we want them both vying for a bye uh, is what we, we want. So can Chicago still get... Yeah, if Chicago Bye-bye. wins, if Chicago wins and Los Angeles wins, Chicago would have the tiebreak by virtue of head-to-head matchup. And Chicago. Great. What time there. is the Bears game on Sunday? I think the Do Bears game that? is at one, and I think the Rams game is at four. Perfect. So the Bears need to win to put pressure on the Rams. Well, I don't think that. Yeah, the Bears need to win to put pressure on the Rams. Exactly, and the Bears need to win for us so we and just, i think if i'm coaching the bears anyway i'm not resting starters no we no. we just need to all realize how big of a mitch trubisky fan we truly are deep down inside <laughs> and how great a chicago name is that mitch trubisky yeah that's like a great you, chicago like, name the pierogies in that name i think we should all go out and get chicago style pizza next week for the like for the noon games and settle in and, and watch watch the one o'clock games and and be be all fat and silly by the time Four o'clock rolls around for the Reds. What's your game. preferred? What's your preferred pierogi uh, stuffing? Is that what we call that? Was like the cheddar cheese potato. I like the four cheese mix myself. Four cheese. I don't know what the four cheeses are, but they're delicious. <laughs> I had a spicy, like a spicy Monterey Jack. Now I really like to dip them in sour cream and hot sauce. Yeah, that's what that's, I like to, to oh, do. Oh, sour cream and hot sauce. A little sa- hot sauce in the sour cream, right. and you kind of mix it up, kind of Chekhov right. juice style. I, I am way behind on my pierogi technology. Yeah, and you got to <laughs> bake them so they're crispy. Or fry well, them. you, you spent a little time. Some pole was like some Polish person like handing me like a dumpling with potatoes in it, and I was happy. You go into the Mrs. T laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you all the pierogi concoctions. Um, 
Saint Nick comes through again. Woohoo! Leads us back. A fourth quarter comeback. Something Carson has tried to do several times. Six <laughs> times this season. And hasn't been able to pull off. Um his probably Nick Foles' last home game as Philadelphia Eagle. That's now, pretty sad. Now wait, Dave. I was listening to sports radio in well, the car you today. Know. <laughs> and from what I understand, Nick Foles is going to get a five-year, $100 million contract this offseason, and Carson Wentz is going to be traded for a million first-round picks. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what Don from Delco told me. So... <laughs> Listen, do not disparage my Delco brethren. Maybe right, he's so from Monaco. I don't know. What's going to happen? Is he going to walk? I think he is going to walk. It's a shame. I would love to re-sign Nick Foles to do exactly what he's doing. Like, I think of it so much like the NHL. If you need two goalies, you need your starter and you need your your backup goalie who can carry you for long stretches. I think in the NFL, you need the same. You need your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback who can be a de facto starter. And Nick Foles as backup quarterback who can win you a few games is like Hall of Fame backup quarterback. Nick Foles is a Hall of Fame backup quarterback. And I would love to... to to give him appropriate money to come back here, but someone's going to pay him to be a starter. starter. But if you're Nick Foles, if you're Nick Foles, why would you want to do that again to yourself? You could, you could be the backup quarterback here and be a living legend, or you could go to, I don't know, Tampa Bay and perform for like 5,000 people. I'll just read you uh, a a Facebook post of someone who I think knows a bit about sports, but um, here's what they wrote. And they, uh, put the link to an NBC sports article that says uh, false chokes up after what is likely uh, his final game in Philly as an Eagle. Um, they write, I refuse to accept this. Why can't he just be our starting quarterback forever? I like Wentz and all, but he doesn't have the arm that Foles has. Foles can accurately throw the ball 50 yards while at the same time getting knocked to the ground. I feel what? like that statement should have a lot more commas in it than it really does. He can accurately throw the ball. He can throw the ball 50 yards. <laughs> yeah. like, he can like, get knocked to the ground. Statement. But like, whatever. I mean, this is what's out there now. This is the opinion that's out there. And how, oh God, it's like so many things. Like, Do you believe that we were it? having this exact conversation in August? Like this never went away. Like we were having this conversation before week one is should Nick Foles just start the whole year? Should we just forget about Carson Wentz? No, it went away. It went away because Nick Foles played like Nick Foles against the Falcons. He played like Nick Foles against the Buccaneers. And then Carson Wentz came uh, and injured, played at a very high level. This is this is poison. This like yeah. comments like that. It's dangerous to 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 have people spewing this type of propaganda in the Delaware Valley, and I hate it because like Nick Foles is great. He has the the statue sponsored by the beer company, and that's awesome. And he won us the Super Bowl, and that's even better. But like just accept him as he is 
anyone who says that he is better than Carson Wentz is wrong. Carson Wentz has far more talent. And you can be someone like me who would really want to keep him as the backup as much as you can, but that's not going to happen. Someone's going to pay him to be the starter. And he's going to have a lackluster career as the starter, and maybe we can bring him back for a third time. But he could certainly say, no, I, I would I would not like to be the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, Kenny did. He came back here, right? Like, he came back here for another year. I mean, if he thinks that this is where he has success – and he would not have – I mean, like, it's his life, right? I mean, it's not his agent's life. It's not the Players Association life. He's not obligated to take the most money that he can. He can certainly do whatever he wants. But, but I mean, would, But would you want to keep that? him here under those circumstances, or do you want to have to – No, Gene, that's do, part of the question. Do you have this – you want to have this – this <laughs> He's po- really pissed about that challenge, Gene. Sorry. This, poison- this whole thing pisses me off. Because I, like I love I love that we won I do I really do I love Nick Foles I do I really do but all of this nonsense makes it makes me have to take a stance that gives the impression that I don't like Nick Foles or I have to disparage the poor guy um, because you know people don't see what's right in front of them you know he I had don't know. he had 475 yards today which was a franchise record it's nuts it's, and four touchdowns. It, I, it's fucking nuts. This guy has now the franchise record for single yards in a game, franchise records for touchdowns in a game, and now he's thrown for the most 400-yard games in Eagles history. And you forgot that he was the only Super Bowl MVP we've ever had. And he's not that good. I don't – I'm in an impossible situation now. It is impossible. But, <laughs> but no, I – I think we had a few drinks today. I will, I will. Real quick, like Philadelphia disclaimer: It is the holidays. Dave has had a Christmas party. Chuck literally walked down from a Christmas party that's still going on upstairs. So if we sound inebriated, we probably are. I was but, stuck at Maggiano's for three hours tonight because their kitchen is all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred like more Italian as opposed to Yiddish there. It's all Shungad. <laughs> all right, there. I don't know what that means, but I, it's more. It's authentic. not good, Chuck. Shungad waitress. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, yes, I understand. No one, no one wants to be a a Nick Foles accuser. No one wants to say this guy is bad. But when you have to counteract the people that says he should be our starter or he is better than than Wentz he's not I just want to find a deal where we can keep him it's I want to find a deal where he could be our safety net what if it what if our safety net is actually a guy named Nate Sudfeld he came in through a pass today he didn't look bad <laughs> he looked like a quarterback I mean if he is uh a competent backup that's great but you know I I think of it in the terms of you, you kind of have to show me. You have to, and, and maybe Sudville can. Maybe Sudville can play three games and win one. And I don't know. That's why I asked from a backup. You know, play three games, lose one, win one, and have one that's competitive. So while and, just go ahead. 
No, that's all I had to say. But while we're talking lunacy, if the Jacksonville Jaguars called you up today and offered you Jalen Ramsey and two ones for Carson Wentz, would you do it if you could lock in Nick Foles? That seems like the most interesting scenario that I could that I've heard bandied about. Two ones? Yeah, Jalen Ramsey and two ones. No, I don't do it. Uh, you drive a hard bargain. I'm really I torn. Two ones is great. Two ones in a lockdown corner. I don't. I don't think that I trade Carson Wentz for much of anything. And I can't imagine that anybody's going to really make that deal. I don't know. Two ones and Nick Foles. Nick Foles is capable. Like to go back to the point I was making. He's a great backup quarterback. Is he a franchise like, quarterback though? But what has he done with the starting job? Well, when he hasn't been like I know that he's like the starter now, but he's the starter in a backup role. Who, who's the dude from Baltimore? Uh, Flacco. Like, is Nick Foles that different than Flacco? Flacco uh, p- played with on a team with some elite defenses. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was a game manager. He put the ball where it needed to go. I mean, he had the occasional even, amazing play. You can't sit here and say, well, Nick Foles can't win you a Super Bowl. He did. <laughs> right. So, I, man, I don't know. I like Nick Foles. I'm a big Nick Foles fan. Like, and Nick Foles is going to be a great Jacksonville Jaguar. Or he's going to be a mediocre <laughs> no, Jacksonville Jaguar. Be. That's the thing. No one's a great Jacksonville Jaguar. But I, I, I mean, like, very seriously, there's just no way that Nick, there's no way that Howie Roseman looks across the table at this guy's agent and, and, and signs him for what, I mean, essentially it would be like the Mormon deal of, of, of football because no, no football teams get to have two wives. Like, there is no polygamy in football. You don't get to have two starting quarterbacks. It's against the law. It's against the rules. So we have to break up with one. And unfortunately, it's going to be Nick Foles because he's older and we didn't invest a second, like the number two pick in the draft on him. Well, can't he be our like babysitter that we really shouldn't talk about that much? Like... He's way too good looking for that. It <laughs> would be so obvious when we would go places with him. I, I mean, I guess we'll just have to see kind of how this plays out in the off season. And I mean, look, can we if, if a the, radio show a TV deal like it's the Nick Foles hour? It's like Briar's Ice Cream presents Nick Foles. Like, come on, give him the give him the thing I want us to give To like ten years ago. And he will have all of that after he's done his three years in Jacksonville and is mostly yeah. forgotten. He but will come back Nick here Foles, and be a, a, a town favorite yeah, but, but if he gets you into the playoffs and he gets you to the super bowl like whatever dare to dream um you got a real i mean it's like the best thing that ever happened and the biggest problem we've ever had all all in the same pack package well, are you saying that, that our window was all dependent on nick Foles now like, i don't know man the greatest era of eagles football all rides on number nine's i don't know anything this football season has shown me it's it's, i do not know anything about football nick Foles won two in a row and dave dave doesn't know gravity still exists my head has collapsed in upon nick full i'm gonna say it right now nick Foles could win two super bowls two mvps and he's still gonna be a jacksonville jaguar next year you can park it, mark it down. What's if the date? He wins What's the another time? Super Bowl. You have to bring him back, which is such a ludicrous conversation. It's not going to happen, but you have to bring him back. All right, is he so good for the team that you have to 
allocate a disproportionate amount of money for the backup quarterback position to keep him around? I mean, I don't know. Is he? What, to hold a clipboard? Yes. No. Look, if we could pay Chase Daniel $20 million, we could find <laughs> that was for That was Nick so Cole. stupid. That was so stupid. Okay. And this that was is a team that seven uh, Ajita. Uh, let's talk about the game because the, this is a lot more fun. Um, is complaining about penalties is a lot more fun? <laughs> yes. I like that better, especially penalties that we've overcome to win the game. Um, all right. Second week in a row, our second signature win of the season. The second game I get to be excited about when the game is over. It's a miracle. Um, and this game was like a fourth and Doug bonanza. It so many really was. It was fantastic for that. And there were so many times I said, okay, Doug, just, just take the lead. Okay, Doug, that's enough. Okay, Doug, you're on your side of the, of the 50. But every time he defies my recommendations and I'm proven wrong. He was due, the, the, the math he was due a couple of, of, of big wins here. And I feel like all the math worked out for him today. And it's a, um, I think it's the, it was the difference in the game. Um, because Houston was put in some positions where they punted the ball away that d- there's no way Doug is not going for it on fourth there. Especially yeah. with, you know, the way they were moving the ball. Um you know, the quarterback was able to get outside and, and really we had a lot of trouble with it. I don't know why they weren't more aggressive with that, but Hey, whatever. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Like we're thinking of the same play. I can't remember when it was in the game, like maybe third quarter of the, uh, the, the Texans had it on our side of the field and went like, you know, they got over the 50, went three and out, and then Bill O'Brien's like, I'm going to punt it. And it's like, everyone, if this was if this was Doug, <laughs> like, yeah. like, Elliot wouldn't even stood up. Like, no one would have stood up. It, we weren't going for anything. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, we're going for the fourth. And, you know, that, that ballsiness was not present in the Texans today. Yeah, we could not contain Deshaun Watson. It was it was getting really frustrating. It was. Um, and the the fact that we can't really handle a mobile quarterback uh, this season is is really disconcerting. Yeah, because we had um, a lot of trouble with Mariota too. We won't we won't see one next week. Um, who will we see next week? Who is it, Johnson? Yeah, where? Well, who is he? I don't know. He's just some guy. Did they like with Josh Johnson? Is that his name? Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Jake Johnson. Jay Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go through the whole phone book. Quarterback it Redskins is. I don't know. I don't know his name. I know it's Johnson. Josh but, Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. 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 Um. Yeah, so really fun with the fourth the fourth down conversions. We were four for four on fourth down conversions, and two of them were touchdowns. Yeah, Woo, two of them were touchdowns. Doug. Oh, my God. The Sproles play in particular was very well designed. Oh, my God. That wheel route to Sproles was cooking today. Do you think he's back next year? No. Or do you think he's done? Who, Darren Sproles? Yeah. 
uh, yeah, I, I think he's done. I think he'll retire. You don't think he's but gonna he's, he's gonna like go put himself on the market and try to catch on? Somewhere? He could say like, "Yo, I can uh, I can play like the first two games of the season for you." Then like the last um, and then three, maybe I'll be back for the last two or three. What's that worth to you? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do I mean I? Does Nick Foles throw that ball better than Carson? That wheel route. I think he does a little bit, actually. There's something with Nick Foles's. The difference I feel like is touch. There's a certain amount of touch that, because Carson seems like he throws a, a certainly a, a tighter ball, like a, a tighter spiral. But if think about it in terms of like if you ever played Madden, you know what I mean. Like you have the bullet pass, you have the law, lo- the lob pass. You know, it feels like there are more you know different types of balls that Nick Foles throws in his arsenal like he knows when to put touch on it he knows when to kind of lob it you know it it feels like Carson kind of has like the hard ball and the and the slow ball like he's got two he's got two modes um and uh Donovan used to have just the grounder like that was that was the only <laughs> ball that he threw um, the worm the killer. worm killer so uh, I feel like that there is something to to it the other thing is and it's hard like the eye test just shows it it's amazing how Nick Foles can still get as much on a ball when he has literally got a linebacker in his chest he throws <laughs> a bomb with in that scenario as good as I've ever seen anybody do it and he does it consistently he did it in the playoffs last year he did it three or four times today it's amazing how he is getting crushed and the ball is still going 40 yards in the air well Foles is getting the ball away and I think I don't know if it's the touch I don't know if it's how he's throwing it but the circumstances surrounding it is that Foles is a pocket quarterback. The pocket collapses around him and gets the ball away. Wentz has his legs. He has the options. And, I mean, he's not like Donovan. He's not like Randall or anything like that. But he he buys himself time. Foles, when the ball goes into Foles' hands, we know how this play is going to turn out in three seconds. You know, the ball goes to Wentz. And he drops back, and then he runs a bit, and maybe he throws it, maybe he doesn't, whatever. But with Foles, he just seems more like the prototypical pocket quarterback when he's not catching a touchdown. But uh, He's been making some good decisions with throwing the ball away, too. Um, Do you think that Doug calls a different game for him? Like, Do you think that there's there's a whole different mindset to the way the game... Because you can't say that he leaned on the run game today. I don't don't think that... No, uh, neither we, team could run. Today. I was going to say, did any? There was no memorable running play. You know, the short pass was the running play. Um, but I mean, to a certain degree, and Doug was asked this in the press conference. They kind of said, uh, "Hey, Doug, you know, such and such with with a, a running play. You know, why didn't you go back to that?" And Doug was like, "Do you have you seen their running defense? Did did you did you see their running <laughs> defense?" Yeah, I mean, Houston had sixty two rushing yards. Uh, we had fifty seven, and I'm yeah, pretty sure say it was, a lot of that sixty two for Houston was uh, Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think our leading rusher had Carson been at quarterback would have been win. Oh yeah, he was their leading rusher for forty nine yards. Right. Yeah, a lot of their rushing. Yeah. Al- is it Alfred Blue? Is he is he still their running back? He he was going nowhere. Yeah, and that guy took the the dome shot. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty vicious. Anyway, uh, speaking of vicious, uh, the false face mask on the the two point conversion. 
what, what? What? Well, and the amazing thing on that play is they show where the ref was. I don't know how you missed it. He literally folds his head, gets cranked around going the other direction. And, and the, the ref the, just stared him down. It was ama- Three plays earlier, they had called uh, a, a headshot, which was a heck of a lot more borderline than the shot that they called on the two, that didn't get called on the two point conversion. And my father in law, my father in law, tournament says, Well, I guess that's a makeup call. It's like, makeup call? That was ridiculous. The commentating was very bizarre today, and they, yeah. they were trying to justify why he didn't see it because he was looking for holding. Uh, yeah, buddy. I don't know. No, that, that. that was clearly missed. I mean, if anyone saw any part about it, like if you're seeing it from behind, like Foles did a tremendous job of whipping his head forward and then releasing it back. If you saw it from the other side, he clearly had a face mask. I, I defy, I defy our listening audience to find me the one example of Tom Brady's head getting ratcheted around by his face mask that wasn't called a penalty in the last, I don't know, decade. I defy you to find that. Anytime anybody sneezes near Tom Brady, a flag comes out, mostly to wipe their nose. But Show me when Peyton Manning's head gets turned uh, 180 degrees by his face mask and doesn't get a penalty. Here's the, uh, the great apocryphal story that's coming out about that play, though. Lane Johnson said that when he watched, he saw Nick go down and he didn't see a flag come out. He heard Foles go over to talk to the referee, and Lane Johnson went over because he thought this was the first time he would be able to hear... Foles say a curse word. He was convinced <laughs> that this was the first time that Foles was going to drop an F-bomb and, and he didn't. And, and, and Lane Johnson was so frustrated by it. <laughs> Which sounds um, like the most Foles thing to possibly, like that story what, sounds like it's got to be absolutely head, be like, true. Nick Foles is, is like carrying his Bible to the scrum and like covering it up in his jersey. It's like, I don't want the Lord to hear this. <laughs> well, I, I mean, to me, it's like he's going words. up to the referee being like, sir, 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 excuse me, sir. Did you see my face mask getting pulled, sir? Oh my God. And then that was egregious, though. That's right, horrible. Right on the next series, I mean, there were so many. And there, there were some like all right. There were so many penalties called against the Eagles on the ensuing drive uh, that the Texans had after our touchdown. Some of them, you know, obviously were clearly happened. But the roughing the passer call on Brandon Graham. Um, so you didn't see something that happened, and now you're seeing something that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, coming off of the heels of the Cowboys game two weeks ago. I, look. I don't usually sit here and cry about calls that were made or weren't called or whatever, but you know, this is the evidence you have set out before you. Is there some sort of fix? Is there some sort of personal preference by these referees? Are they just bad at their jobs? Are they just terrible? And I would like to say that whether or not it's true the fact that sports gambling has been so proliferated um, and so widely accepted and pushed by you know basically every state now and every entity, uh, it does call into question is somebody profiting off this because we were favored by what two and a half and we won by two. Yeah, maybe we would have won by more without some of those bad calls. 
Well, may- maybe. I mean, conspiracies aside, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe it's the kicker. Because well, before we get into the kicker, I, I don't buy. We're not going to get into the kicker, by the way. Just no. so you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, good. I mean, <laughs> that did seem like a boring topic, but um, my, I, I don't buy that anything was inappropriate. But it's the the old phrase of uh, avoiding the appearance of impropriety. Like there is money on this game, and there are some batshit crazy calls like where you're like i have no idea how they missed that face mask i have no idea how they call that hold i had no idea how they call freaking offensive pass interference the thing i took away from this game today this drop damn offensive pass interference i don't know what the hell it is but like we don't know how they call the game and people have money riding on it how hard would it to be be to say, oh, interference, offensive pass interference, you know, holding, whatever, and reset the play, and then all of a sudden the one team doesn't cover? I mean, I'm more annoyed by the Brandon Graham call than the Nick Foles non-call. Like, I could see missing something that happened. What I cannot understand is seeing something that did not happen. That's the thing that confuses me more than anything else with a bullet, with a bad call. The, you didn't see it because it didn't happen. So how could you throw a flag? Yeah. No, um, I agree. Yeah. So, all right, whatever. We overcome it. <laughs> and we kick a field goal with no time left on the clock to, uh, to win the game. And it's great. How nervous were you guys when it came time from Elliot to kick it? Zero. Really? I really wasn't that nervous. The only thing that was no. throwing me a little bit was I hate the concept of icing the kicker. Yeah. Like, why you're sitting there watching Bill O'Brien hold this this timeout, and you know that that's what's going to happen. And it wasn't even one of those cases where he had he had they had snapped the ball and he had kicked it, and like, oh, he called a timeout. He's going to have to kick it again. I don't understand. It, it, like, at least in that case, like I kind of get it, but if, if you're just going to call a timeout and. And make him think about it some more. Like what? What is that garbage? Has that ever worked? Thinking about it for the last fifteen minutes. That icing the kicker doesn't work. But like, no, Gene, I agree with you. When it was like, I want to say it was like Rex Ryan who'd be like, call the timeout at the exact moment that the kicker would go up and kick like the game-winning field goal, but not have it count. Because couldn't he have called that timeout like with like twelve seconds left, and then if we had hit the field goal? we have to kick the ball off again. Haven't we seen stranger things than a, 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 a play in three seconds score a touchdown to win a game? Yeah. 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 I agree. Like, the, the idea is you just get in their head as opposed to, all right, timeout. Did you have a nice practice run? All right. Just do the exact same thing and you, you win the game. I, uh, I don't think you should be able to call a timeout after the other team has just called a timeout. I agree. That would basically like eliminate that in most situations i don't think you should be able to call a timeout when the clock is stopped or if you ask andy reed uh you should be able to call a timeout after you have also called a timeout (laughs) you should be able to call all like (laughs) all six year timeouts timeouts right now time Uh, i gotta be better that was on me (laughs) i think andy reed would like to call his timeouts and your timeouts and timeouts for games in the future Uh, I'd like to have a triple long timeout, please. Uh, I would. Like, 
<laughs> the cheeseburger joke was cheap. But <laughs> whatever, you laughed at it. I did, I did. But I love the idea of Andy Reid using his season's worth of timeouts in the first quarter. Like timeout. Just as an update on the Sunday night game, deep in the fourth quarter, Andy Reid oh, only has one. Oh God! In a game, he's behind in the fourth quarter. He's only got one timeout. What's the score of that game? It's uh, twenty-eight thirty-one Seattle at the moment. Okay. Uh, and they just went in to score again. Doug Baldwin on a thirty-yard pass. Up oh, there's a flag on the play. Okay. Um. So the 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 ball goes through the uprights. The the Eagles win and defeat another first place team. That's in position for the bye, and we're all celebrating. But who else is celebrating? Oh. Who else is happy for Nick Foles today? Bill Belichick. Oh yep. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one. I was on mute, but I knew that one. <laughs> it makes you feel so dirty. Well, more specifically, the thing that pissed me off, and I don't know if Dave was going to go here yet, but... The tweet, the tweet from Tom Brady, I think it was, or from the New England Patriots, that was like, "Thanks, oh Saint, thanks, Saint Nick, yuck, yuck, yuck." <laughs> yeah, that made me sick too. And if someone went to the at Chuck Siders Twitter account, you wouldn't see that I retweeted that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, we won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I think it's the tweet thing that really like ticks ticks me off i'll tell you what though i bet you nick Nick Foles is still in in tom brady's head that you're not going to convince me otherwise he's been in his head all year well since what the last preseason game of the year when or the third preseason game of the year when like tom brady's like i threw for 300 yards nick Foles is like i played half a quarter (laughs) (laughs) but how many did you catch tom how many did you catch none Hey, uh, congratulations to Zach Ertz. Single season reception record for a tight end. He's having one of the best years an Eagle has ever had. Period. Dude, that dude's got some hands, right? Yeah, the guy's the best security blanket in the business. I mean, some of the balls he comes down with, you're just like, man, how did you keep that? And he made a huge catch today in the fourth quarter. He doesn't just, like, do, you know, it's not just those possession things that... Oh, that was that fourth and ten, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a huge play in the game. And uh, it's amazing to me how he still gets open. I don't know understand how you don't have two guys on him. If you're playing the Eagles, I don't understand how you don't put three guys on him and make somebody else beat you. He catches a lot of balls in double coverage, too. But that play in particular, the way he ran that route, like he ran two uh, Houston players into each other and was totally wide open. Like he, he literally can find ways still to get himself completely wide open. He just knows where the, these spots and these zones are where, where just people aren't sitting. All right, man. Well, I guess we're going to see what happens next week. Uh, Redskins, I mean, we should be able to take care of them. Um, and then it's just all up to the fates. All right, real quick, guys. Do you think we make the playoffs? I go no. I don't think we're going to make it. All right, Gene. No. Damn it, me too. <laughs> wow, well, we all think we're not gonna be, it's all I'm, for naught. I'm huh? gonna be hanging like I'm. I'm gonna be fired up all you know all week, and I hope that when we that Redskins game kicks off, like it still means something because I want you know I really want that game to be important. But 
and it just, and it just doesn't constantly. seem like it's going to happen. We're really bad at predicting these things. That's like, true. Hi, yeah, like history shows, we have no idea what we're talking about. That's <laughs> a good point. But I think our, I think we're going to be going into the next Sunday with our last hope being on the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Which you know, come on. They're down, Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but I promise right. we'll do bad Chicago accents if they win next week. You promise that? I promise. Okay. I'll do a, I'm, all of our good accents. I'm going to do a good one. <laughs> uh, all right. In other, in other news, uh, Dave was right. Dave's a genius. Uh, I, I've been saying all year, it's time to bring Carter Hart up. He's ready. He's not being challenged in the AHL. And this is where he belongs. Carter Hart, welcome to the Philadelphia Flyers. Woo! Uh, welcome our savior. Woo! The Carter Hart watch has officially ended. I mean, I felt like that was going to at least carry on to season two of this show, but I guess not. Well, hey, I'm Good watching life. him every night that he plays. So still going for me. He's my boyfriend. I love him. And his, my favorite. First, his first two games were phenomenal. And his yeah, third game right. was bad either. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, well, you're, you soured on him already. No, I, I, the whole thing is, and this is when once the season started, when I really got going about bringing him up, it really wasn't about him. It was just about like energy mm. and just something different. And you know, like you mentioned, the backup goalie mentality or the backup quarterback mentality, whatever it is, it's like okay. I think it, it gives everyone a heightened sense of awareness. You know, we got the kid back there now. You know, we got to make sure that, you know, we're more disciplined. I don't know. I just think it adds importance to everybody else on the team. Yeah, and, and it's a good point. Um, I think it was the Nashville game where they showed, like, all five flyers on oh, yeah. the ice, like, bailing out to block the shot. You know, which that shot still, I think, caught iron, which was the incredible thing. <laughs> but you have to wonder, like, is Brian Elliott, like, sitting at home recovering, going, like, why the hell couldn't you do that for me? <laughs> why, why aren't you laying out the block shots for me? Probably. But, probably. Yeah, probably. But, but I mean, you know, when he comes back, or is he going to come back? In a couple weeks, I guess. I mean, Neuvert is going to get hurt again, so there'll be a job. He is. Our goaltending situation is a mess, and I it pains me to say that because of running gag amongst, uh, um, amongst national media. Like, even when Steve Mason was playing well, it's like, oh, Flyers goaltending. I'm like, no, our goaltending has been good. <laughs> right now, it's – right. I, I don't know what to do. Chuck, if every, if every goaltender on planet Earth is healthy, um, who are the two goaltenders that should be with the Flyers at this point in this season – go all right all of them are healthy and i can play them however i like sure then it's uh brian elliott and um carter hart okay and probably correct, correct answer probably carter hart <laughs> 1a brian elliott 1b okay wow Brian do you Elliott. do you think that the other okay. thing that's helping in this situation is perhaps having a coach that have a, has a better idea of how to actually spell a goaltender when needed 
Yeah, I mean, Hackstall has been awful with goaltenders. And I can't remember the last coach we had that was good with goaltenders. I love Laviolette. He was awful with, <laughs> like, um, when it came to Bob and then fucking Leighton and Boosh and whomever. And the the whole run to the finals, it was whoever was healthy was in net. But he was awful with it. And then Baruby was just dead man walking. I really would love Craig Baruby to get a job that's not like... Hold on, and maybe I'm going to show my ignorance here a little bit. Don't you just play your best goaltender and then once a week on a road game, um, let them rest and then play your backup goalie? More or less, yes. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were insinuating there's more to it than that. Yeah, no, the more to it is actually doing it. Right. Like, it seemed like to oh. me that Hackstall would let guys go for like runs of 12 games and then no wonder they'd be exhausted and get hurt. Oh, we got the yeah. Brett Brown philosophy with Joel Embiid going on. Well, exactly. And and Laviolette would do the same. Uh, Craig Berube just hated Steve Mason. Um, but <laughs> it, it was weird things like, all right, listen, I, I, I know we want to win. I know we want to play our best goaltender, but he's played 10 games in a row. Let's give him a break. And, I mean, Scott Gordon already, you know, three games of Hart, one game of Neuvert, three, sorry, wait, three games of Hart, one game of Neuvert, went 3-1-0. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Hart has looked in the first two games really good. Third game a little shaky, but not much action, which can be expected from a rookie. And Neuvert looked good tonight. I mean, whatever, like the goals, whatever. When I watch Carter Hart, like just watching him move, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. It's like a, like a, I don't even know how to describe it. He's like liquid. <laughs> well, that's funny. Like I, I see that it's. He's not overreacting. This is not Roman Czechmonic. You know, when Czechmonic was in, <laughs> I know, I know where you're going with that. Was in net. It's like he made a save. It looked beautiful, but he had to go like four feet to make it. Or kind of like Hashik, right? Wasn't Hashik yeah, kind of like that? Hashik the same, but Hashik made better ones. Because <laughs> Hashik was tiny. Yeah, he was. But, but um, Carter Hart's more like a Brodeur. Like he's in the right spot and makes tiny adjustments to get into the right spot. Well, it was easy to see if you just look from like the Nashville game to the game today. Um, it just seemed like Neuverth was Neuverth? Neuverth. Neuverth. You don't pronounce the H. Okay. It's, it seems like he was often having to dive back across the crease or, or heavily or skate even because yeah. he would be going the wrong direction and get and get deked or whatever. Carter Hart seemed to be able to anticipate where pucks were going at a much higher level than mm-hmm. I've seen in a Flyers goaltender in a long time. So it feels like he's not doing he's not working as hard because he's doing all of his work maybe like it's like more like mental work. Like he's just putting himself in the right position so that he doesn't have to go sprawling across to make some kind of amazing save. 
Gene, you touched on a lot of things there. Like the the main thing you're describing is the description of a uh, positional goalie, uh, somebody who is in place before the shot gets there. It's not like, and I love Neuver, and when he makes a save, it looks phenomenal because he's two feet out of position. Like Hart is going to be hugging the the post. He's going to be making short motions. He's going to, you know, a, a great game by Carter Hart um, is going to look kind of boring. Um, and then he said something else and I forgot about it. But uh, <laughs> but he, he's not going to make this diving save. He's not going to be like, oh, wow, that, that was amazing. It's just going to be little saves throughout so do the you game. Th- do you think the game is how they often describe how it, it slows down for certain players? They yes. talk about it a lot for quarterbacks is when they get up to speed, it feels like the game slows down for them. Is that what we're seeing with Carter Hart is that as he's going to be in the NHL a little more and seeing things at this, you know, pace? Because that's really the difference between as you're going up in levels is is how much faster, you know, the play is. Is that what we're seeing is Carter Hart is, is he's he's getting his mental speed up? And yeah, I think that's a hundred percent true. Um, his second game, he he, there's one play that stands out to me so much. He didn't hug the post; he put his body behind the post, so his mask was on top of the post. His leg pad, his arm pad, were hugging it. There was no gap. That was a veteran fucking move. Like, it was so casually done that he not only went up to the post, he curled behind it and casually, like, ready to move away from it. That was such a veteran move. I I think he has a lot of poise, and it can go sideways. It probably will. Actually, let's put it out there. It will go sideways. There's going to be a bad run of Carter Hart. But uh, if if he won that game yesterday... I'd say he wouldn't leave the Flyers this whole season. Right now, maybe he can go back to the AHL, but he is a very talented goalie, and they're willing to run with him. So, so am he's, I. He's not going. He's not going anywhere. He's going to stay at the club the, the whole season. Um, I will. Um, and I will say that the Flyers are as right now must must see tv like i'm watching yeah. every game finally for the first time this season it's not a chore to watch the flyers the penalty kill is alive the power play still sucks really bad um but i'm interested in watching them again yeah and i don't get why the power play sucks there's so much talent there but the thank god the penalty kill came around the yeah. penalty kill is dynamic and uh, the five on five play is great. Like once Hacksaw left, uh, Gordon brought in this play that the guys really seem to 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 buy into, and it's exciting hockey. Like it's it's all the stuff I was saying since the off season. I'm like, believe me, this team is good, um, and I still stand behind it. So, you know, hopefully, we keep up the goaltending. We all get matching 79 Carter Hart jerseys, man. But, you know, like tonight, even uh, a shootout win, not phenomenal, but not bad. Um, Across the board, it it was a a good time. I enjoyed it thoroughly. 
gun to your head, Chuck. Scott Gordon finished the year as the coach. Uh, yes. Like, if you asked me a week ago, I'd say Quinville, but I haven't heard any other rumblings since then. And I think that as long as he didn't completely blow it, you know, he's going to hold the job the rest of the year. It's time to take a trip to Chuck's penalty box. All right, delayed reaction whistle there. So for our Christmas penalty box, Gene, Gene, who is in your Christmas penalty box? So I know we were just talking a lot about hockey, and it may sound like sour grapes to bring this up now, but I cannot stand the way that overtime uh, is handled in the NHL. Uh, Ooh. I, pref- I, I prefer the three-on-three now, but like honestly, though, it's not it's not really hockey, and I cannot stand shootouts. I would I would rather go back to the way it was when I grew up, where you would have a tie. Uh, the way that the points are divvied out with the with the with the two points for a win and, and getting a getting a point for an overtime. The whole system stinks, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it feels like there's extra points in this in the system. I, I hate it. People say this all the time. It really bothered me today. Partly because I was actually really enjoying three on three and got really irritated when we had to go to a shootout, which feels like suddenly you're going into a different game. Like the way you win a shootout to me almost feels like completely alien to how you win a hockey game. So it really bugs me. It irritates me every time it happens. And the Flyers are notoriously horrible in shootouts. So that's another reason to hate it. All right. Gene is putting the shootout in the penalty box. He thinks you shouldn't end a baseball game with a home run hitting contest. He is putting the shootout in the penalty box for a minute. Oh, is it two minutes? Wait, somebody scored. All right, it's half a minute. Half a minute in the penalty box. Dave, Dave Diorio, who is in your penalty box? I'm also going to stick with hockey tonight. Um, There's this this wave going on on Twitter when it comes to Carter Hart, uh, people doing this uh, feigned guys, guys don't blame. Don't get on Carter Hart's case <laughs> um, because he, he, we lost or like guys, guys back off Carter Hart. Like don't be so tough on him where it's like, who the fuck is being tough on Carter Hart right now? <laughs> like you're, you, I don't know. You're like, it's like this group of people who hate Carter Hart straw man. Uh, so you can be the foil to say, guys, lay off Carter Hart. He's just a kid, which also, by the way, is sort of insulting to Carter Hart. Like, I don't think Carter Hart wants you to be like, yeah, back off me. Like, I'm going to fuck some shit up a lot. Like, leave me alone. Um, so one, I don't think Philadelphia fans are ragging on Carter Hart yet for you to have to come in and defend him. And two, don't insult the kid. Treat him like you would treat any other goalie in this town. Well, maybe not that, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's it. That's my, that's my penalty box. All right. All right. Dave is calling. With the whistle today. <laughs> Dave is calling a double minor two minutes for not treating uh, Carter Hart like growing up and two minutes <laughs> For bitching about Carter Hart. <laughs> and my uh, penalty box, it shouldn't surprise anybody, is not about hockey. It's actually not about hockey. It's about the Eagles. It's about um, a bald eagle, in fact. Our bald eagle mascot that we talked about in the past, his name is Challenger. What? So the, 
Yes, the the bald eagle that's let free every oh, game. Oh, the live eagle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not swoop. Yeah, no, not, not swoop. swoop. No, the no, actual no. bald eagle. The the actual potentially not endangered species. We talked about this in the past when we did research. <laughs> but the the either endangered or recently not endangered species of bald eagle that we release every game to fly off into dignity is named challenger like if you want to name something to fly away and everyone's like going to be confident and flies away successfully why the hell are you naming a challenger i'm just expecting this bald eagle to blow up and yes it might be too soon but it's been like 24 years yeah no it's the 80s man yeah no it's fine but you're saying like Fly on to victory, Challenger. Like, well, might as well name like, like it's like the Penguins naming their mascot the t- Titanic. Like, swim on to victory, Titanic. Like, no, that that thing's going to end poorly. Why do we have Challenger like flying on and soaring on? Fly like the Challenger and blow up on launch pad. So, Challenger, the bird, not the people who died in service of our country but challenger the bird you're going in my penalty box. so some other names that you would rule out would be columbia yes i would also rule out columbia it would also be weird to name an eagle like hindenburg (laughs) (laughs) if it was full of hydrogen then yes that'd be Hmm. cool i'd like to see that all right we're gonna fill an eagle with hydrogen for the new year All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for today. Want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Woo! And a happy holiday, whatever holiday you uh, you choose. We're going to be back with you uh, next week when uh, we're going to finally find out whether the Eagles make the playoffs or not. We're going to talk about uh, Jimmy Butler's appearance on the J.J. Reddick podcast. We swear this time. <laughs> uh, uh, well, more on uh, Carter Hart's evolution. And uh, and anything uh, that pops up with the Sixers. Oh, and uh, we still got an eye on hot stove. Manny, do the right thing. Sign the contract. Get the money. You don't want to be a, a Yankee. You just you don't, man. You, you don't want that. Dude, it's so like cliche and predictable to just sign with the Yankees, yeah. right? Dumb. Anyway, all right, everybody, have a great holiday. We're gonna see you next Monday. 